Welcome back, one and all, to an amazing mini-episode known as the Broadway Bulletin. For today's episode, we are taking a stroll off-Broadway to two fabulous shows. First off, we head down to the historic Irish Rep Theater for the latest production, The Streets of New York. You would have liked this. You would have liked this show. Because, first of all, the theater, especially with where it's at, um, and the way it's like set up, like the the way the audience is set up, laid out, and the stage, it's very 1900s to 1920s. You definitely get that Bowery feel. Okay. You know, Mm -hmm. it it has that, and the style of theater that of the show was very Bowery feeling. Okay. Now, for those that don't know what Bowery feeling is, do you want to describe it a little bit? Yes. This is where all the immigrants came to during the Great Migration. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where they lived. Um, it's a little bit past five, the time of Five Points. So, you know, everyone immediately goes, Kings of New York? A little bit past that. So think about past the turn of the century, again, between 1900s and the 1920s, so before the theater moved uptown to what we now know as Broadway and... Um, uh, uh, so kind of, is it like a vaudeville fill? Yeah, between 14th and 20th Street. So these are some of the smaller houses where you would have gotten the... And vaudeville is a perfect feeling. you know. So it's a much smaller, narrow theater, two stories, and... So vaudeville kind of burlesque type yes, stages. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So very old fashioned feeling. Um, felt like the old theater of the Bowery. Um, the show itself was a very fun and melodramatic musical about, and and this is the Irish rep theater, so it's going to have some Irish pull to it. So it's about an Irish family struggling. There's an evil banker who, during the um, it's not the Troubles, but before the Great Depression, there was like a... The potato famine? No, no, no. no. In, in America, there was um, like... Uh, it was, I'm trying to remember what it was called, but it's not... It's like a bad recession. It mm-hmm. happened after Reconstructionism. Basically, everybody lost their money. This is before we had security net, so it's the Depression before the Depression. Okay. And, and there's like this... Your, your typical melodramatic tale of like, you know, he's going to short sell people and then run away for a while and then come back and do it again. And then he ends up meeting a sailor who has all this money. And he, the sailor is like, you're a trustworthy guy. I'm going to leave my money with you. Oh, perfect. Now I can bail myself out. I can go away and be rich and then I can come back and be richer. And the sailor's like, wait a minute. I heard you're an untrustworthy fellow. I want my money back. Eek, I've died. You know, and, and, and the family that he was supposed to support, the sailor, ends up poor and misbegotten. And, you know, it's very Cinderella-esque, you know. Very Irish. Because um, when I think Cinderella, well, I well, think Irish. You, well, well, when I say very <laughs> Irish, again, think back to the, the Irish plays or whatever of the, the, the time of the old vaudeville circuit and that, where you had the, the big-eyed Irish lasses and that that were like scrubbing floors and kind of thing. So think of shows like Irene or things like that. So that that's where I'm coming from with that. Um, and so, you know, just silly melodrama, that sort of thing. Um, the costumes were amazing and detailed, which was really fun. Um, the show, I guess it is set in the late 1800s, 1856, 57 actually. So not late, but mid. Um, so I love the detail of the costumes um, for a small... Th- Theater. I, I don't want to call it a small theater company because they do have good backing. 
um, but they have really great costumes. Um, particularly, like I was thinking of the richer end, the the evil banker and his daughter, very ornate, very beautiful costumes. Um, I love the entire set as well. It was money themed, and one of the things I loved, um, and when I say money themed, like just money was printed on the floor, like the symbols. Okay. And then like the wall would be like a giant dollar bill, and then like it would open, and there instead of pictures, it was. Money? Frames of dollar, yeah, and then like all the font was the font of what you find on money. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was cool. The songs were clever and old fashioned, you know. So you're not gonna hear there weren't a lot of drums and hip hop and rock. It was your old fashioned musical. Um, some of the ballads I was just like um, a little long on it, but there were also like really clever patter songs. Um, the actress who was playing Alita, who was the evil banker's daughter, was an absolute delight, and I particularly loved her number. Oh, how I love to be rich! It was so funny, and she even interacted with the audience. Like she, based on her reaction, she would kind of react as well. Um, she was a former Glinda, oh. and it showed. Um, but it was yeah, and it was just an all-around fun show, old-fashioned show with some top-notch talent. Um, and with that, I got to shout out Amy Bodnar because I've worked with her at Pioneer Theater. She was in our production of Mamma Mia. Uh. Um, so yeah, so that was fun to see her in that. A lot of fun and silly moments. Uh, they did a lot of, um, they'd speak to the side, you know, to the audience. I wonder if he could da 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 and then come back to the scene, you know, and it was... It, it was ham and cheese. Yeah, well, it was refreshing because you don't see shows like that. And I was like, oh, this is just kind of fun. So, um, sadly, this show closed on January 30th. <laughs> For our second show, we head to one of the newest venues here in NYC, located over at Hudson Yards. The Shed is home to Cecily Strong's stage debut, The Search for Signs of Intelligent Life in the Universe. Again. <laughs> This is a show you really would have enjoyed. I mean, I love Cecily Strong, so she can do no wrong. I I, love her. I uh, she's another actress I could just watch read a phone book. Um, this was a tour de force by Cecily Strong. The fact that she played so many defined and different characters was amazing. You know, now we already know she's a very comedic actress. She's an improvisational actress and all that. And that, I mean, we, so you would expect she has this, the, you know, the number of characters that she had to play kind of in a repertoire. Oh, yeah. But it's the fact that, you know, when you're watching sketch comedy, you forgive a lot of the unpolished things. Mm-hmm. When you're watching a theater show, you don't. And there was nothing unpolished about this. It was flawless. I knew exactly who she was based on her posture, her mannerisms, the way she spoke in that. And it was perfect. Everybody was realized. Every character was realized. Flawless. Um, the journey was amazing. The stories ultimately intertwining and connecting at the end really was the cherry on top. Like, you know, as you're kind of going through the first half of the show, because it's, it's, it's 90 minutes, no intermission, so the first half, you're hearing all these stories, and you're just kind of like, okay, I don't know where we're going with this. Like, this just seems like a big 
the spaghetti bowl of monologues. Like, all right. And then they start to slowly weave together in some way or another. It's almost like playing the game of six degrees of separation. Okay. And it was like, ah. Um, her ability to pantomime and really create the entire world with minimal set pieces was amazing. So all she basically had was like a an office rolly chair, mm-hmm. this like laundry basket that had a few items in there, and a speaker. That was like the set. And there would be times where she'd have to like, I have a gun, or at one point she drank a soda, and then she like threw it, and a cam falls in the back of the stage. She's like, you see that? You know, like... <laughs> Um, so, she, you know, she was eating an apple and as actors, as we've been, we've done pantomime before. I mean, it was just, it was real. Everything was respected. It wasn't just dropped in the middle and it was like, oh my God, where'd that apple go? She gave everything weight and definition and... and it existed in the world that she was in. Yes. Oh, I love that. The humor wasn't like hilarious, haha, funny, but rather like subtle humor wit. And the wit also made you think. That's what it usually does. Yes. Um, and the show itself was not was not only entertaining, but it was also deep. There were those moments that, that really made you question things or made you feel stuff. It did address some very serious issues, which was nice. It was a show that definitely reached out and touched uh, and, and warmed the soul. You know. <laughs> Sorry. No, easy, Diana Ross. Um, but yeah, no, it, it just it made you feel warm and bubbly on a cold night. Uh, to Cecily Strong, I say bravo. This was a fabulous one-woman show. And it's also worth noting that this was a show that Lily Tomlin did on Broadway. And it was a huge, huge hit. And oh. Lily Tomlin was an executive producer on it. Oh, so. I love Lily Tomlin. Yeah. That's two people I would love to see together. Cecily Strong and Lily Tomlin. I, uh, again, here's two phone books. Go nuts. <laughs> Tickets for the show at The Shed are on sale through February 6, 2022. And this concludes this episode of the Broadway Bulletin. Be sure to tune into our next edition coming out every Tuesday and Saturday. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez. And I'm Hope Bird. Reminding you to turn off your cell phones. Unwrap your candies and keep your mask on. And keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at StageWhisperPod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Booga Blue by U.S. Army Blues. Other music on this episode provided by Sophie Tucker and Al Jolson and Billy Murray. <laughs> <laughs>